This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong, and you are listening to our monthly show with the folks from Leaderonomics. Today, we're talking all about critical thinking, the gem we need for children. And today, my guest is Kiran Tuljaram, who is an editor with Leaderonomics, as well as a trained lawyer who spent a number of years in banking as well. And uh, she's also a parent, which is how this topic came to be. And today, we're going to be talking about critical thinking and why it is extremely important to instill it when you are a child for children, and then later on how that will help you in life. So thanks very much, Kieran, for joining me on the show today. Hi, Christine. Uh, yes, of course, a uh, uh, pleasure to be here. All right. So before I think we begin with uh, talking about the way that we incorporate critical thinking and teaching it to children, let's talk about what it is in the first place. Yeah, sure. So what exactly is critical thinking? Critical thinking actually is a skill. Uh, it is something that you have to develop and uh, once developed, what does it do for you? It gives you the ability to think clearly and rationally. When I say rationally, I mean with your head, not your heart. It also gives you the ability to deliberate or to reason something out, to break down those ideas so that they become clear in your head. It also gives you the ability to examine and to question assumptions um, and its relevance rather than accepting them as gospel truth. And of course, finally, it's your ability to identify, analyze, and offer creative solutions in a methodical and logical manner. So that's exactly what critical thinking is. But as people, we are not born with these skills. Critical thinking is something that we learn and we develop as we grow. Um, And of course, it takes a good amount of uh, practice and discipline uh, and persistence. And it is honed through real life experiences. And that's how it's truly developed. So this is why at Legionomics we say that leaders are not born, they are made. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, I think uh, anything that comes with experience is always good to get that started earlier in life, right? A lot exactly. of those skills, I mean, we talk a lot about learning skills as adults, but also if that gets kick-started earlier in life, I think you have more time to develop those skills and really hone them and refine them, right? And so that's why I think it's important to teach kids uh, critical thinking, you know, at an earlier age or like at an earlier stage, you know, in their development, in their education, right? So uh, for you on a personal level, I understand that you are a parent, so that must be very important to you to teach your kids critical thinking. Yes, truly it is. And I started this process really, really, early on, as soon as they could understand and comprehend concepts. So this is like when they were between four to five years old, this is when I I started um, teaching them how to question uh, information that was uh, um, given to them or when they read something online because, you know, they started Googling when they were very young. Uh, My youngest grew up practically with a smartphone uh, when she was six to eight months old. So, you know, you have to teach them exactly how to process that information from very early on. So what I would usually do, and and this is how I did it with my girls in a very structured manner. Of Mm. course, it was not through sit-down learning and things like that. It was in our day-to-day lives, yeah? So that happened through lots of engagement, lots of talking, yeah? So as we are 
playing, as we are carrying out household chores, we are in the car, uh, we've just watched a movie and we like to discuss what happened in the movie and things like that. So that's how it, um, that's how I started with critical thinking with them, you know, mm. and it's always about questions. Yeah. So I've always, I've always believed that if you want to, to develop something in your head and, and come out with something that uh, you are able to, to do, you must be very systematic up here first in your head. You must know exactly how to address a problem. So it always starts with questions, lots of questions. What is the problem? And when I ask this question, I want them to describe it to, to me. Yeah. I want to collect as much information as possible from them. Yeah. So I want the situation described clearly and coherently. Yeah. Always tell them to separate uh, facts from opinions. Yeah. Um, I encourage them to only share facts, no opinions. I handle the opinions and the emotions later. And then I like to organize and sort the information. So very clearly, pigeonhole them. Mm. It, this goes into this, this goes into this, and this. Okay, so we've got that sorted. And then you ask the child or you ask this person, how does this situation affect her? Yeah. Uh, would she have responded differently if she was given the opportunity to do so? Yeah. Uh, do you have a pros and cons list? Okay, if you don't, let's develop it now. Yeah. And then based on the pros and cons list, do you think the decision was the correct one? Would you have decided uh, otherwise looking at your list now? Yeah. And if you were uh, to decide to, uh, to do it differently, what is the premise of your decision? Yeah. So whilst all this is taking place, I also share, uh, I also shared with my child, okay, so these are my views and these are my opinions and these are formed uh, purely because of certain experiences I've had in the past. In this experience, this is how I responded to it. And why I responded to it is purely because of my values and my principles and my beliefs. Yeah. Mm. So whilst you're also doing that, they're also thinking about their problem, how to assess it. Um, but at the same time, also I'm also developing their moral character. I think there's a couple of points that you've addressed that I would like to focus on a little bit or to highlight. Uh, first of all, the fact that critical thinking is not something that is purely relegated to uh, an educational system. It's not purely relegated to like the workplace. This is something that we have to do in our everyday lives anyway, right? This is a, well, it's critical thinking. It's a critical skill for day to day. So also incorporating that into the daily routine and making sure that this sort of uh, thinking applies to any situation, I think is really important exactly and the fact yes. that you have um in a way you've normalized that process i think you know uh, people can listen to this and they might be a bit intimidated because that's a lot of steps right to go through the yes. process but once you make a habit of it and a routine of setting essentially that scaffolding in place and that structure in place to you know have that step by step eventually with any routine right that becomes rote and a bit that becomes a a more instinctual uh, after a point. Okay. So that's number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, I think what is very important of uh, a facet of critical thinking you've highlighted is separating facts and opinions. I think especially in today's age where, as you mentioned earlier, we have an access to such a wide variety of information uh, from various sources. Um, and oftentimes, especially now, unfortunately, in this age of like disinformation, misinformation, a lot of opinions are being presented as fact. And it's even more important now to be able to distinguish 
them from the other. I mean, I don't know about you. I've seen so many people who, you know, uh, mindlessly they'll forward messages um, and they'll say, hey, this is something I've seen. This is a story and it must be true because it's on the internet. And it's like, okay, well, hold on a second, right? Take a look at who's writing it. Take a look at why they might be writing it. Um, And that's the sort of thought process that I think uh, is being built here um, in uh, separating that that fact and uh, opinion. But at the same time, you are not discarding opinion and you're not discarding emotion. Being able to give, I think, problems, uh, especially for children as well, being able to tell them that their problems are valid, even if it may not be. Because I think adults sometimes, uh, we assume, I think, from our own experiences, like, this is a kid problem. That's not a real problem. But to them, it is a very real problem. And that is a great way to uh, validate their emotions and to give them the confidence later on in life to take any other problem that they're given and not immediately discard it. Like, oh, this can't be a problem because, you know, I uh, it's just it's just a problem for me. And therefore, yeah. I don't know how to deal with this. To give them those conflict resolution skills at a very early age, even for things we Correct. personally don't feel are problems. Right. Exactly. I think exactly, that is yeah. absolutely so what fantastic. I think, yeah. So what I think you've just said, which is absolutely pertinent, is normalize it. Mm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, the other, I think, part of this is when you separate the fact and opinion as well, talk to me about how that really works into making critical thinking that process, uh, talking about um, how that helps them to sort out the information that they're given. Yeah. So, again, uh, fact and opinion. When someone says, I think, you know, that's an opinion, you know, okay, how is it a fact? The fact is, I saw her do that. That's a fact. It's a truth. You saw it, you know, directly, you know. Um, So um, observations, you know, uh, I observed that to have happened, you know, fact, you know. So in my opinion, I'm upset because she said this or she said that or this was done not in the way it's supposed to have done. Opinion, subjective. Yeah. So the idea is to draw as much as uh, as much information as possible to question them because the the power of an answer lies in the power of the question. You see, so is to keep questioning them so that they have their own space to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. And um, and I also feel that like you mentioned earlier, that separating of that emotion is very, very important because when they are put in a situation, they are overwhelmed with emotions. They cannot process anything in their head. You know, I mean, just like us, you know, when we are suddenly faced with something that uh, we find that it's not in our comfort zone, you know, so, and then we become overwhelmed too. Then, Then we tell ourselves, okay, okay, hold on, let's dissect this. And then we say, okay, emotions aside, let's put one of the issues on paper first. And mm-hmm. let's look at it from different angles and see how then can we best address this issue. Yeah. yeah. So keeping that emotion, it's a very, keeping the emotion away, it's a very important variable here. I love that as well because it's inevitable that emotion will color facts, right? You know, our own opinions right. about a fact, you know, you can say, uh, for example, oh, it's raining. But if you're someone who doesn't like rain, you're going to feel very upset about it. And if you love rain, you're going to be like, this is amazing and fantastic, you know. And yeah. like, the, the fact that it is raining is a fact, but it's it's how your own emotions, how your own opinion colors it that can really right. uh, impact the decision that you make on what to do with that information, right? So that's a huge, huge part of that. And to be able to then identify, you know, especially, you know, going back to the misinformation thing as well, to identify, okay, 
Clearly, this person was feeling some type of way about this idea or this fact. And we have to take that and understand, all right, how does that impact what we think of this information that's being given to us, right? So I think that is really, really interesting. It is time, however, for a short break. So uh, do stay on the line with me. Uh, This is Raise Your Game, and I'm speaking to Kiran Tulpjaram all about critical thinking. It's the gem that we need for children here on BFM 89.9. Bribe-free Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Listening to Raise Your Game, I'm Christine Wong, and on the line with me today is Kiran Tuljaram, who is an editor with Leaderonomics, uh, also a trained lawyer with experience in banking, and also, importantly, a parent as well. And that's why today we're talking about critical thinking, why it is the gem we need for children. Obviously, not just for children, but to start them off early, to start teaching this skill early. Uh, before the break, we talked about what critical thinking is and when uh, Kiran personally started to teach her kids. Uh, how to critically think. And I think we also talked about one of the biggest facets of this, which is to separate fact from opinion and emotion. And that is a great first step towards applying critical thinking. So um, what is another form in which you uh, model critical thinking for your kids? Yeah. So the other way I've actually taught them um, how to critically assess um uh, any situation they are in is, of course, by me role modeling it myself. So I was a stay-at-home mom for quite a number of years. So uh, through these years, they have actually seen me uh, through challenges um, manage it myself, you know. And I would always be, I'll walk around with um, my notepad uh, all day. Uh, it will always be in my handbag. Um, as soon as I'm back uh, out from the car, you would see my notepad on the table, you know. So that's something I always moved with. And so if I was sitting down and joining something, they would know that I'm up to something. And they would always inquisitively, hey, mama, what are you up to, you know? And then I was like, oh, I've got this situation. And so I need to know how to manage this, you know, and then probably start researching it or reaching out to my support group, having discussions with them and ask them if they've encountered anything similar. And if yes, how have they managed this and things like that, yeah? So, and I, of course, I developed my pros and cons list as well. So they grew up watching me uh, go through this process themselves. So I feel that uh, um, how we role model at home is of absolute importance because this is where they learn and they develop and they start to manage things else in their own leadership roles when they're in school, in, in, in groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely pertinent. Yeah. So yeah, you have mm-hmm. to live your, you have to ace your leadership at home, definitely for these kids to learn and grow. Also, what is interesting about that is that's, um, something that we come to again and again on the show is you cannot lead if you don't do, right? You have to be able to provide this example. And this is, you know, obviously this is uh, referring to your personal experience of leadership at home, but this applies to leadership in general, even in the Absolutely. workplace. If your boss, for example, is clearly not practicing critical thinking, is flying off the handle, you know, when problems arise all the time, you are certainly yes. not going to be able to apply critical thinking yourself. Even if you have the skills necessary, you're not in an exactly. environment that encourages that, right? Um, exactly. So I think that is really important. Um, 
of course, you have to lead by example. Uh, and also, I love that idea of, you know, just bring a notepad around. I mean, again, even uh, outside of home as well, having that resource, having that ability to put things down in black and white, I think is also something that is slowly being lost a little bit, um, especially with the rise of technology and stuff. But even let's say, even with that caveat in mind, you know, whip out your phone, right? Open your notes app. Exactly. Just quickly just jot down like, okay, this is what's happening. And that's a fantastic way to incorporate that into your routine as an adult as well. Normalize that for yourself if it's something that you don't do or it's something that you feel that you need to improve, right? Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, so I do it the 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 old-fashioned way yes. about the kids. They'll whip out the phone and they start putting things in their notes. Yeah. And I've seen them do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and <laughs> And what's uh, another element as well? Uh, I think... Uh, obviously, from an educational standpoint, we would like to see, I think, more critical thinking being implemented there as well. Um, my personal experience is that uh, I had the privilege of of having an educational system where critical thinking was part of the syllabus, but not everyone has access to that, right? So uh, where else in, I guess, traditional education would you see uh, critical thinking skills be honed? Yeah, so uh, I think this is a uh, true STEM. Uh, and I want to uh, pay particular focus on maths um, because uh, when the kids were at home, um, uh, we actually developed uh, CT, critical thinking, through just doing lots of maths. Yeah, And how? Two problem questions. Yeah, Look at the question, you collect data. Yeah, You organize the data. How do you do that? You extract the information from the question and you organize it in simple mathematical sentences. Yeah, And then you finally, you get the child to apply the knowledge that they uh, she or he has learned from school to solve the problems, yeah? So it's a very simple but methodical and logical way to solve the problem through math, yeah? And I feel that when kids have um, this kind of practice, how to collect information, how to co- to coordinate this kind of information and look for solutions, it gives them first-hand practice how to develop uh, critical thinking mm. skills, yeah? So very structured way, but ample practice, from the time they are very young. Yeah. I'd also argue that, you know, with the, the STEM subjects in particular, uh, as someone who is not very strong in my STEM uh, skills personally, uh, but I do think that one of the benefits of using STEM uh, to hone critical thinking is that generally speaking, there is a right answer, right? Um, and right. I think that is extremely helpful just to give them that structure and just to be like, okay, in real life, there may not always be a, ri- a right answer or correct answer. But in STEM, in right. science, in math, probably there's, there's you know, something that you should be aiming towards. And then you yeah. can think about, okay, how do I get there? And I think having that destination in mind just for those beginnings of being able to create that journey for yourself is extremely important. I, I, I will have also say that on the flip side of things, I think – if the STEM subjects help with uh, the structure of critical thinking, the arts subjects help you to practice that. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, right. for yeah. example, when it comes to like literature, for example, uh, you have to then apply critical thinking where there's not necessarily a right answer. But if you have the structure from the STEM subjects of, look, yep. what's the information that I have? How is yeah. this person looking at this problem? Like, right. then you can like integrate that into the rest of that, right? Correct, yeah. Mm. So yeah, critical thinking just helps you in a very structured way to do things. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we've talked about 
how to incorporate critical thinking to your life. And of course, we talked about what critical thinking is. But why is it important, especially for children, but of course also for adults, right, to develop critical thinking skills? How does it help in, I guess, the quote-unquote real or adult world situation? Yeah. So firstly, of course, it helps with problem solving. Now, as parents, we can never be with our child 24-7. Yeah. I mean, as adults too, uh, aside from the support that we have, we are pretty much on our own. Mm. Yeah. So we have to be armed with these tools. Yeah. And the only way to get better at it is to practice. Yeah. So don't be lazy. Every time you're in a situation, figure something out. You know, just don't take the easy way out and say, uh, we'll think about it tomorrow or just don't bother about it. But sit down and actually critically think about it, you know, and try and solve the problem, yeah? So I think if we help with our kids with uh, critical thinking very early on, then, you know, they have the requisite tools um, to, to help them um, as they grow older, you know, uh, to, to assess any situation they are, they are in and to articulate themselves well mm. um, and, of course, solve problems, you know. So, But we need to support them there, yeah? yeah? So that's number one. Number two is critical thinking helps us make informed decisions. How do we do that? We need to collect information. We need to collect, we need to analyze, and then we make decisions. So any decision that we make will be informed because we have all the facts with us. We have all the information with us. We have coordinated them. We've, we've thought about what works for us. So we are able to make um, informed decisions, yeah? And before we get to the process where we, uh, sorry, through the process of making uh, the decision, we have to reflect on mm. the information that we have. So this process of self reflection is also an important facet of growth because it, it requires us to go deeper. Who are we? Mm. Uh, what do we want to gain out of this situation? How mm. do we want to grow from this challenge? You know, and things like that. Yeah. So I think um, when you go through this process of uh, self-realization, you also then realize that, hey, I have certain strengths. You know, I'm able to do this and I'm able to do that. Mm. Uh, oh, but I also have some weaknesses and perhaps I should go look for some help and yeah. work on those weaknesses, you know? It's almost like making informed decisions requires you to be self-aware. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it sounds so uh, common sense, right? But, you know, you can't make an informed decision if you yourself are not informed about who you are, right? Exactly, exactly, mm. yeah. So mm. the self-reflection process is a very important process if you want to make any decision. You right. know, it can be as, as simple as uh, where we're going to go for a holiday, yeah. you know? So, you know, so you look at all the information, you collect all the data, mm. you know, and then you sit down and you draw it out. It's like, okay, options one, two, three, and what works for me? Maybe a beach holiday is something that I want now because, you know, I need to unwind, you know. Or maybe let's go to, uh, to a city, you know, because we've not been out in a while, you mm. know. So let's go lift the vibrant and the thriving city for a bit, you know. So this kind of information is important, you know. What do we want? Reflect mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. decide. Mm -hmm. I think also critical thinking, especially as we get older, helps a lot with stress as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, you are able to collect info, analyze, assess, um, I think, you know, because it gives you that, you know, that whole process gives you clarity. Mm. So when you are clear about any uh, given matter, you know, you feel your stress levels reduced because, okay, I know what is required. I know what I need to deliver. And I know by when I need to deliver. So that somewhat is calming, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, one of the benefits. Brilliant. Definitely brilliant. one of the benefits. And, you know, when you are able to problem solve, uh, make good decisions, these are all common things that we see in good leadership today. Exactly. You know, so, 
and that's why you got to start this process really really young you know mm. so the kids have enough practice that you know as they grow older yeah as they are in high school you know when the challenges are larger they are able to manage it mm. you know I think it's important to note that, you know, when you start this process early as well, and as, I guess, uh, people's problems grow in scope or impact on their lives, it, it's so critical to be able to give them the structure so that, you know, when they when they do hit something that is, like, as adults, I think we go through things that shake our entire worlds, right? Yes. Um, and that is a really big part of being able to handle that without completely breaking apart. Um, you know, exactly. it's something as well that, uh, you know, when you join the workplace, for example, like the first time you make a mistake, it can feel like the entire world has completely what crumbled around you, right? <laughs> but if you do have critical exactly. thinking skills, you can just be like, okay, this thing happened. I know yeah. how to fix it. I know what the solution is. It won't happen again. I know that I'm upset about it, but I'll do my best to avoid it in yeah. the future. And I think yeah. it also impacts, you know, how you communicate how you solve problems, and again, that lead by example thing, the more you learn it, the more you're leading, right? Exactly. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, that is actually about it for today's chat. But thank you so much to Kieran for talking to us about critical thinking and why it's so important to teach that at an early age. Uh, welcome, Christine. It's been wonderful to be here. Uh, hope we get to catch up again soon. I've been speaking to Kieran Tuljaram, an editor with Leaderonomics here on Raise Your Game, all about critical thinking and children. And if you've missed any of today's podcast, you can, of course, head over to our brand new revamped app that's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And you can also head over Thank to you our website, bfm.my, to listen to, to and find more great well. interviews. Go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.